Parijana Saitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padam Sahagana Dalita Sivisakam Vitamstha Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nichananda Shri Advaita Gurada Shri Vasadika Ravaktavinna Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And as far as sanctity is concerned, the river Yamuna is more directly connected with Lord Krishna than the Ganges. The Lord sanctified the river Yamuna from the beginning of his transcendental pastimes in the world. While his father Vasudev was crossing the Yamuna with the baby Lord Krishna for a safe place at Gogul, on the other bank of the river from Mathura, the Lord fell down on the river and by the dust of his lotus feet, the river at once became sanctified. It is especially mentioned herein that Maharaj Pariksit took shelter of that particular river, which is beautifully flowing, carrying the dust of the lotus feet of Lord Krishna mixed with tulasi leaves. Lord Krishna's lotus feet are always besmeared with the tulasi leaves, and thus as soon as his lotus feet contact the water of the Ganges and the Yamuna, the rivers become at once sanctified. The Lord, however, contacted the river Yamuna more than the Ganges. According to the Varaha Purana, as quoted by Srila Jiva Goswami, there is no difference between the water of the Ganges and the Yamuna, but when the water of the Ganges is sanctified 100 times, it is called the Yamuna. Srimad Bhagavatam 1.19.6 purport. So, we are today uh, turning to the Yamuna. And, uh, and we're remembering how when um, when Krishna, um, Krishna, according to the Gargasamhita, the demigods, um, the demigods actually met Krishna in Goloka uh, personally. The demigods, they found a channel from the material universe and on a boat, they went on this channel through a tunnel 
which brought them to the spiritual world, and there they met. Um, they met with Lord Krishna himself. And they requested Lord Krishna to go to the material world to alleviate the burden of, of Bhumi. So Krishna was ready to go, and he had instructed all the demigods to take their birth in the Yadu dynasty. But, uh, yeah, later, Krishna didn't really want to go alone. So he also wanted Radharani to go. But Radharani, she wasn't very eager to go because she said, no, how can I go to any place where Govardhan, Yamuna, um, where, where Vrindavan is not present? No, I cannot go there. I can only be in Vrindavan. So then Krishna said, no problem. We will arrange that. So Krishna sent a replica of Govardhan, a replica of the Yamuna. Uh, and in this way, uh, the uh, Yamuna was also present in the spiritual world. Uh, and eternally, uh, naturally. Uh, so, they who offer respectful obeisances to her or bathe in her waters, the Yamuna, which is linked, which is like a moat of black mascara encircling Vrindavan, transforms into pure devotees, carrying Lord Krishna in their heart. The Yamuna river is like a blue lotus flower garland, a sapphire necklace, or a blue sash worn by the goddess of Vrindavan. Passing the seven seas, and seven planetary systems, and breaking through the sevenfold coverings of the universe, the Yamuna enters the spiritual Goloka planet and wanders here and there to serve Vrindavan uh, by carrying water. Many greedy men will wait at the rich man's doorstep, hoping to meet him and benefit hundreds and thousands of times over. In the same way, the Yamuna flows in a very winding course, greedy to get some of the wealth of the Vrindavan forest. The dark nectar, current of the Yamuna, picks up Lord Krishna and plunges him and his copy friends in the dark nectar of transcendental amorous pastimes. Many charming aquatic creatures plunged in the nectar of love for Krishna again and again, push their heads above the Yamuna's waters hoping for a glimpse of Lord Shaham. On the Yamuna's beautiful shores are jewel staircases, which are like the teeth of the goddess of beauty and which remind one of Sri Krishna. When they drink the sound of Krishna's flute, these two jewel staircases melt with love and the river between them becomes solid and stunned with ecstasy. In the moonlight, the Yamuna's beaches appear to be made of camphor sand. Lord Krishna, his Rasa Lila, on these beaches, which each place bearing the name of a particular pastime. In the clearings of the splendid groves by the Yamuna shore, birds fly here and there, yearning for a glimpse of Lord Govinda. Everywhere, in Vrindavan and on the Yamuna shores, are trees that are like the Lord's incarnation, that give the gift of pure love, and that make one remember the Lord 
making he who is the moon of Rajas suddenly rise within the heart. Sometimes the Yamuna flows with the color of liquid sapphires. Sometimes she stops flowing and becomes the color of emerald fields. When the flute sounds, she makes no noise. Her water and place spread auspiciousness for serving the Lord in the Gopal Champu description of Golok. 53-54. All the previous verses were from the uh, Vracharity Chintamani, the, the second chapter. Mm. So how nice. Mm. So in this way, we are appreciating uh, Yamuna Devi and uh, we're appreciating um, how, how she is always, eternally, uh, with Krishna in Golok Vrindavan and, uh, and has appeared in this material world. And then uh, externally, uh, she is purified by the dust of Krishna's lotus feet. Uh, and, or externally in the sense, then it appears that Yamuna becomes pure. But Yamuna was already uh, the topmost and already the most pure. Still, when Krishna is actually entering into her waters and uh, and the waves of the Yamuna just steal Krishna away from Vasudev for some moment. And then Vasudev is becoming desperate. He lost the child in the river. And then, uh, then Yamuna appears with the child in arms and said, I just want to hold him for a moment. Um, when all that occurs, of course, Yamuna gets still more purified. Because the Yamuna always uh, gets eternally more and more purified by the association of the Lord. Every time the Lord touches the water of the Yamuna, the Yamuna becomes more and more invested with the transcendental potency of the Supreme Lord. That is the nature of association with Krishna. The nature of the association with Krishna. Every moment that we associate with Krishna in any form or other, we always become purified. Mm. So um, now Krishna's birth is uh, is approaching. Um, Janmashtami is approaching. So now we are remembering Vrindavan. Um, we're remembering the Amuna. We're remembering Vasudev. We're remembering how Krishna uh, appeared in this world and just uh, blessed uh, blessed the entire universe how Krishna stepped on the planet earth and how the entire planet earth was was blessed by the lotus feet of Lord Krishna 5,000 years ago equally so um, five um, 500 years ago um, the Lord was uh, was dancing on the earth. I think I have some quote like that. Um, let me see what we can find. Um, let's quickly look. And uh, oh, oh, quotes. And now Uh-oh. 
So Kavikarnapur writes in the Chaitanya Chandradoy Natak. in Act 4, text 36. Formerly, the Supreme Lord removed the great burden of many invincible demons from the earth. I think that now, with his forceful steps, the Lord is removing the earth's unhappiness by personally dancing upon her with his devotees. So, this again relates to Jamastami, how Bhumi Devi came before the Supreme, uh, before Lord Brahma, totally aggrieved and uh, because he was overburdened by the uh, demoniac forces of so many military phalanxes. And, uh, and then uh, Lord Krishna appeared, Paritradayu sadhanam vinasya tadusketam dharmasam sam bhavami yuge yuge. He appeared to annihilate the demons and to establish the principles of religion um, and in this way by killing many demons Lord Krishna alleviated the burden of the earth um, but now oh yes now formally the Supreme Lord removed the great burden of many invincible demons from the earth I think that now with his forceful steps the Lord is removing the earth's unhappiness by personally dancing upon her with is this? I mean, how nice is this? Vikarnapur, what a vision, how sweet. Um, that now by dancing, the happiness is on move, is, is, is removed. Yes. So, in this way, we are appreciating um, the, the mercy of Krishna, which is just like a river. Um, it is an endless flow of mercy. Um, that flow of mercy just continues and continues to uh, to just it never ends. Krishna is as an uh, is the unlimited reservoir of love. He's the reservoir of pleasure, the reservoir of mercy. So therefore the flow of mercy is there. The Vaishnavas, the Vaishnavas take it upon themselves to expand that flow of mercy. Uh, just like Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur made a channel from that uh, reservoir of that, uh, that channel uh, and made a major channel by which the mercy of the Lord was flowing into the world. But still, each each one of his followers can also make a little, a little extension, a little canal. Uh, we can somehow or other by make an effort uh, to make a little canal so that the, the mercy can flow to, to people who up to that point had not yet been touched by it. Uh, or if we cannot make a canal, we can carry some, some of the water um, in a pot or in a container and then we can sprinkle that water around and somehow or other in that way. Um, just like it is described in, this, in the Srimad Bhagavatam about the descent of the Ganga. Uh, the Ganga made a descent into the universe and we know that 
Lord Vamana, he cracked the shell of the universe when he took his two steps, his toe, his transcendental lotus toe, um, cracked the, uh, the shell of the universe, and then um, a drop of the causal ocean came in, and that became the, uh, the Ganga, and the Ganga was descending. And the demigods, they understood what was happening here. So the demigods, they were in full knowledge, and therefore they, they were very happy to, to catch that water in kumbhas, in, in pots, and these kumbhas, they carried on their head and they brought the, um, the Ganga down. And as they brought Ganga down, they brought it all the way through the heavenly regions until they came to the limits. And then they emptied their pots and threw it through the water further down. Um, so since the Ganga was already going down, why did the demigods carry it on their heads? Because the demigods understood that those who, who, who are just taking advantage of mercy, they get blessed. Uh, they get blessed. So by taking bath in the river Ganges, one gets blessed. But those who are actively becoming involved in taking that mercy and in distributing it, they get more blessed. Therefore, the demigods carried the water of the Ganga on their heads so that they would become more blessed. Uh, and this is very, um, very nice. So between Ganga and Yamuna, there is great mercy. Uh, of course, we understand that uh, it is said that even uh, while performing a prolonged bath in the Ganga, uh, still... Um, still, uh, the uh, the mercy of the uh, of the chanting of the holy name is much greater, and in the uh, and in the age of Kali, so is described in the uh, Brahma Vairvata Purana. Uh, there is uh, it is said in the beginning of the age, people will take bath in the Ganga and get purified. Krishna is speaking. And then Ganga asked Krishna, but um, you said in the beginning people would take bath in my waters and get purified. Um, could I ask what is happening to me at the, at the end? And then it is explained that then the holy name will appear and that holy name uh, will purify people and to, a, and to a much greater extent. So... But we're now not asking the question, mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the most pure of all? Uh, that's not the issue. Uh, the topic of this lecture is that by chanting Hare Krishna, we naturally come home. Uh, by chanting Hare Krishna, we naturally come to Vrindavan. And as we are naturally come to Vrindavan, we are naturally coming to the Yamuna. Um, so the Yamuna becomes a part of our daily life. Um, maybe now at home, there's a picture of the Yamuna. Uh, 
or if it is not there and it's if the Yamuna is not present in the form of a picture then surely the Yamuna is present in Yamuna Tiravanachai definitely huh? the Yamuna is always with us that is uh, because Krishna is there Yamunatira Vanachari, he is a forest dweller who resides on the banks of the river Yamuna. And we, uh, we naturally are drawn to that Yamuna. Oh yes, uh, we are drawn to be there and to be on the banks of the Yamuna and roam and see there if we can, can, invite, can find Krishna. Uh, that is, is the nature of a Vaishnava, always searching for for Krishna. Mm. Hey, Radhe. Prajadevi ke chalalite, he nanda suno kuta, she govardhan kulpapadapa talekalindi ta, gosan taviti sarvato, rajapure ke dir maha vipalo vande rupa sanatana raguya go, shijiva gopala go. I offer my respectful obeisances unto the six Goswamis. Namely, Sri Rupa Goswami, Sri Sanatana Goswami, Sri Raghunath Bhatta Goswami, Sri Raghunath Das Goswami, Sri Jiva Goswami, and Sri, Gola, Sri Gopala Bhatta Goswami, who were chanting very loudly everywhere in Vrindavan, shouting, Queen of Vrindavan, Radharani, O Lalita, O son of Nanda Maharaj, where are you all now? Are you just on the hill of Govardhan? Or are you under the trees on the bank of the Yamuna? Where are you? These were their moods in executing Krishnasness, C.C. Satguswami Astaka, verse 8, by Srinivasacharya. Hmm. So, in this way, uh, the Goswamis are, uh, are our Acharyas. Um, um, they are our Gurus, and they are teaching us uh, the mood of, of being always absorbed always absorbed as residents of Vrindavan. Um, if one cannot physically stay in Vrindavan, then at least in the mind we should reside in Vrindavan. So this is our, uh, yeah, this is, this comes natural. Um, we naturally appreciate the the Yamuna, uh, we appreciate that uh, Yamuna Devi is his uh, is offering so much facility for Krishna and his pastimes. Uh, sometimes uh, Krishna is is uh, is bathing with the gopis. In Vrindavan, uh, it is said that Lord Chaitanya, uh, Lord Chaitanya was uh, was falling in the water, uh, and Lord Chaitanya, he fell in the water of the ocean 
and he was just washed away by the tide and his body became all elongated due to ecstasy his limbs became loose but then it is explained that during that time Lord Chaitanya was actually meditating internally on on the pastimes of Krishna and Krishna was bathing with the gopis in the Yamuna so sometimes Yamuna is in this way a, a pastime place another time uh, the gopis were bathing in the Yamuna and Krishna stole their clothes right, and forced them uh, and um, they were very cold and they wanted to come out of the water they said Krishna please you know this is not anymore please Krishna please return our clothes I and mean, this is too much but the gopis had for long prayed they had prayed they had performed austerity they had done a vow of one month and they worshipped Katyayani for one month to attain Krishna as their husband and during that time they had uh, eaten only Havisyana only uh, only Kitri without any spice, just boiled rice and dal. That was it for one month, nothing else. So they had performed that austerity and that austerity. So Krishna was reciprocating and he stole their clothes. And then uh, Krishna, um, Krishna was... Uh, was not giving the clothes back, sitting in a tree with all these clothes. And the gopis were in the water for a long time and very cold. So Krishna said, and they said, please, this is not fun, please. But Krishna said, no, no. You come each one by one and collect your, your clothes. So what could they do? So they came, but with their hands, they covered their, their bodies. But then Krishna was very shrewd. He said, oh, by walking around it, you've committed a great offense, a great offense to the sun god who is witnessing this. Therefore, you should offer your pranams to him. So then they did that. And in this way, Krishna actually saw their bodies. And it is said that a woman should only appear naked in front of her husband. And in this way, uh, Krishna accepted the gopis, actually, as his wives, right? And in this way, uh, he fully accepted them as his. But of course, the Ras was not Swakya. The Ras continued as Parakya. And... Uh, Swakya means the marital ras and the parakya means the paramour ras. And of course, in this paramour relationship, um, the gopis could never ever uh, be sure, be sure that Krishna would, uh, would stay with them. He had losses to their relationship. Officially, there was no relationship. Uh, uh, yes, in, in secret meetings, yes, the gopis were intimately associating with Krishna, but in public, no, they kept a distance. Uh, 
and try to the gopis looked try to act disinterested although how could they uh, and sometimes circumstances force them to blow their cover uh, just like we discussed the other day how uh, how then the gopis when uh, when Akrura was about to take Krishna Balaram away, then in Gargas it says millions of gopis came and they closed every excess route to Vrindavan. There was just no direction in which anyone could escape. And they brought sticks and they started to attack, attack the horses and beat the horses. So the horses jumped this way, that way, the chariot was shaking. Then they attacked the driver and knocked the driver of the chariot. Uh, and then they began to beat, to beat Akrura with their bangles. They put him down and started to beat him with their bangles. Uh, but then Krishna spoke up. Krishna said, don't worry, don't worry. No need to beat Akrura. Huh? We'll be back by the evening. Yes. And in this way, Krishna somehow or other uh, took their mind for a ride. And then he rode away on the chariot. So in this way, we are seeing and remembering um, how, how the gopis uh, served Krishna and how at that time they, they could no longer remain in hiding. The situation was extreme, and it just uh, and they had to do something. So even if all the residents of Vrindavan would see their attachment to Krishna, they didn't care. They didn't care. They just forgot about that. And just you know, took action. Uh, in other descriptions, we don't read about the sticks. We just read about uh, how. How they grabbed the reins of the chariot, but also, and then, uh, but it said, what could they do? Akrura a was a powerful chariot. We don't hear about the chariot driver. Then we just hear that Akrura was driving the chariot himself and took the reins and just, you know, and just spurred the horses and just drove off. Uh, so one way or another, these things are uh, are. Uh, so the gopis um, in their parakiras always had to hide their love for Krishna. Um, Radharani was churning uh, yogurt and, and to make it into butter, but then somehow or other, on the rhythm of the churning, <laughs> the pot was singing. <laughs> Hare Krishna. And she started singing. Uh, the background was Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. And in this way, Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama Hare Hare Churning and Radha caught herself singing. She's thinking, oh, what am I doing? 
I'm singing the name of Krishna. Now everybody will know uh, in this way. Um, uh, we also, uh, we also may, in the beginning, uh, feel embarrassed to chant. Uh, we're not hiding uh, our our chanting because of uh, of feelings of separation. We are hiding our chanting because of material attachment. Um, in the beginning, I felt embarrassed to walk around with a bead bag on the street and I would uh, hide it in the pocket of my coat or sometimes zip the coat, coat a bit open and hold the bead bag under my coat and hide it. Um, yes, hiding, hiding from people uh, uh, now. Now what to do? It is what it is. You get what you get. And, uh, you know, somehow or other, too late now. This is it. Hare Krishna. Yes. Uh, I made my choice in life. And I'm, I'm happy to, uh, to stand up for this, even if if the world thinks it is strange, so let them think. Uh, because just as in 1966, they were making, the devotees were making a few little pamphlets to hand out. And one of the pamphlets was, who is crazy? Uh, are the devotees crazy? Or are, or are the people in the world crazy? Yes. That is a fact. Uh, worldly people, uh, worldly people, they are crazy. Nunam pramater kulete yat indriya apniya pritinuti, apninuti, pritiya apninuti. They are those who are chasing after sense gratification. They are under the influence of madness, actually, uh, because. There's no happiness there. So they're mad. There's, they're, they're trying to do something that doesn't benefit them. Whereas those who take up Krishna consciousness, whether it's appreciated or not, and in the age of Kali, it may not be appreciated by so many people, but whether it's appreciated or not by other people, those, those who take up Krishna consciousness will get the greatest benefit. Therefore, devotees need to stay together uh, and regularly be together just so that they get the encouragement to be devotees. Um, we remember Prabhupada's story about uh, a company and there were many devotees working in, in this factory and they were all wearing tilak and come to work, etc. But then the factory was sold to a Muslim owner and this Muslim owner announced that from tomorrow on I will not allow anyone to wear this tilak anymore at work, you know. And if you want to keep your job, you'd better come without it. So everyone was crying and everyone was saying, oh, what are we going to do? This is too much, etc." And they all wiped up their tilak and just came without tilak. But one man, he came with tilak to work. So the boss called him over and said, don't you know that I've passed a rule here, an order here, 
that no one can wear tilak anymore? Huh? You don't know? And the man said, look, sir, I am a good worker. And, and this tilak, he said, that's another matter. That has nothing to do with my work. That is my religion. And so you decide, sir. And the man was impressed. And he said, yes, all right. You can wear this tilak, but nobody else can. And in this way, uh, the prophet uh, pointed out that we need to be bold. We need to be bold to, because if we're hiding, then we'll also then we'll come then we'll also hide our glorification of Krishna, and gradually we'll minimize Krishna. Then in the mundane association, we'll become oppressed, just like the brahmanas at the time of Kamsa. Kamsa's rule was so oppressive and there was no more yagya allowed and so on. So the brahmanas were very secretly and very quietly still trying to, uh, to do something. Swaha, swaha, swaha. And, uh, and they became depressed. Um, so we need to, we need to express ourselves about Krishna. And we need to, um, to speak about Krishna. We need to, uh, that's, that is part of our, uh, our spiritual life. We must learn to speak about Krishna. Um, yeah, some people say people's curiosity of our weirdness is an opportunity to preach. Yes, that is true. And actually, I find that there are many people who are who have gone beyond all that and are actually appreciating, oh, you are a monk, or oh, you are a spiritual personality. Oh, you can tell us, uh, you can tell us about uh, yes, something about your um, your your religion. Yeah, so people are curious. People want to know because that they're not inquiring into the absolute truth. And therefore, because they're not inquiring, therefore, therefore, they're, they're defeated. They are trying to be happy, but they're not. And they try to convince themselves, no, no, I am happy. But they are not convinced. And therefore, doubt, they live with doubt. They live with doubt. So therefore, because this inherent doubt is there, they can suddenly step out of their uh, bastion, out of their... Uh, their castle of false, uh, uh, of false uh, uh, 
false conviction. Yes, I'm happy. So their false castle of happiness uh, suddenly it seems to have very thick impenetrable walls but then a gate opens you see all right um what you're having there okay i'll take one of those books and they take it in yes someone said something about chanting on an airport and it reminds me of my disciple harinamananda who very happily uh, Whenever he's on airport, he does Harinam on the airport. And he just goes around to, and he goes in all the shops and he dances in the shop. And, uh, and the people, they, uh, they're amazed. Suddenly this guy comes in and he's dancing and really dancing, you know, like doing, he's a good dancer. So he does good moves and he's singing and it's just all by himself. And they're just like, Wow, what is this? who is this guy? That is amazing. That is just amazing. Uh-huh. Someone, like, oops, let me see this. I'll, I'll look at your comments. Joji Mai is saying, when I go at the airport or for a japa walk in the morning in the center of the crowd, I have my japa bag with me. And it's my shield to material nature. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it protects us. That is there. Sure. And more so, um, when we chant, Krishna is present. Krishna is there. And the Yamuna is there. And Govardhan is there. And Krishna's pastimes are there. And everything becomes totally transcendental. Totally transcendental. So yes, the chanting of the holy name is is the most wonderful thing because Golokira Premadana, the wealth of Golok is manifesting. By this chanting, uh, everything is there. There, there is the Yamuna. There is Krishna. There is Radharani. There is Govardhan. There is Bandiravan and all the twelve forests of Vrindavan are there. There is Varsana, there is Nandagram. Um, yes, with Nandiswara, the abode of Nanda Maharaj, and, and his beautiful palace with lapis lazuli columns, and, and then and the boundary wall, which has a big waterfall running off it. Um, uh, all that is there. Um, that amazing home of Lord Krishna. And then um, there are all the abodes, all the places. Uh, there is Chatikara. Uh, the Chatikara, Chatikara means that uh, when there were too many demons harassing, then uh, the uh, they decided the residents of the when when too too many demons came uh, to Goku, uh, the residents decide of decided on the order of Upananda, who was the elder brother of Nanda Maharaj, and he should have been the king, but because his younger brother was so qualified, Upananda just gave up the throne. He said, "No, no, 
No, you be king. But he was still the elder brother, so he was still an advisor. And if Upananda said something, then yes, and Nanda Maharaj would listen. Uh, and so he said, let us move. And then they all moved, and they just put the whole village on carts. And then at night, they had a camp, and they made half a circle. And they put all the animals there in half the circle, protected. And then, uh, and then they closed it off at the entrance. And so this area is called where the circle was made with all the carts of the cowherd man is called Chatikara. And that is just the point where the main highway is meeting the Vindavan road to turn off to Vindavan there at Chatikara. And that leads, of course, to the Krishna Balaram temple. And in this way, ah, Chatikara. We are almost there, uh, almost there, almost there at, in the Krishna Balaram Mandir, which is our home um, where we reside. And there, um, there is Srila Prabhupada's house and there is the Samadhi. And we just, um, and there is the wonderful Krishna Balaram temple and there, um, and there we live. That's it. If anybody asks, where do you live? Vendavan. Oh, I thought you were from here. No, 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 no. I'm just staying here temporarily. Yeah, I'm just visiting. Yes. Oh, I, but I've seen you uh, since years. Oh, yeah, I've, I've been visiting for a long time. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm now 40 years old and I've been visiting here for 40 years. Right? But we're only visiting. When we are preaching, should we mention that Hare Krishna is a religion or a lifestyle? There is no hard and fast answer. We can say different things to different people, depending who we are talking to. We can say it's yoga, we can say it's philosophy. There's a, it is a very, it's the deep philosophy from the from from India, from the Vedas, you know, the ancient wisdom. Um, we can say so many things. We have to find the entrance point of a person's interest. There are many, there are many doors through which we on which we can knock, and so. We see the door of a person's interest. Knock, knock, knock there. Yes. And then we can just try and build bridges by, uh, by just to the military men say, oh, you are a, you're a soldier. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, okay. This book is very interesting. You won't believe it, but in this book, Actually, the hero is a very powerful warrior, but he's not, he's a very powerful soldier. And he is just about to enter a battle, but he's not an ordinary soldier because he's a soldier with very deep, deep principles. Um, and of course, you know, and that is something very important because after all, to be a soldier, is a dangerous thing. Um, 
and therefore um, to be a soldier is not so easy. Um, therefore, one should think to have some depth is valuable. Someone is, so in this way one can present in so many ways according to the person. I am about to, to leave you all. Someone is asking if I will come to Vrindavan this year. Well, for that, I need to really ask the stars. For that, I need to ask the crystal ball. Or we could ask Krishna. Uh, but me, I am not Trigalagya. I don't know past, present, and future. So I don't know. I mean, if I calculate, then I say, well, it's unlikely. Unlikely. Because I personally think that this virus is not going to be over so quick. And I think that countries are not just going to open up so quickly to lots of foreigners until the, the vaccination has really started. That's what I think. And I think that India will not open its borders unless people would come with a vaccination certificate. That's what I think. And I, so I'm afraid that this year's Parikrama will not be possible. What to do? I don't know what to do. Ah, yes, we'll visit Vrindavan in the mind. Yamunatira vanachari Jayarada Madhava Jaya Kunja Bihari Gopijana Vallava Jaya Giri Vardhari Hare Krishna